Well, we've been uh, in a series called Transformed in, Into His Image. You know, we're just going to continue on there till we're done. You know, we unhook from this time. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 3, 17, one of the verses that we've used as kind of a launch point. It says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. And Amplified, it says, And we all with unveiled face continually, seeing as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are progressively being transformed into His image from one degree of glory to even more glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. In the message, it says, so we are transfigured much like the Messiah, our lives gradually becoming brighter and more beautiful as God enters enters our lives and we become like Him. You know, just because God entered our life in one degree, where we let Him enter, the areas that we let Him enter, that's where our lives will be transformed. That's where our lives will be changed, and they'll become more brighter, uh, you know, more beautiful, as it, as it says here, where we let Him enter, where we let His truth dominate. Um, let's look at 1 Peter 2, verse 1. So we want to grow. We're talking about being transformed, being, talking about growing. I'll read uh, a few scriptures that we've read before, before we go on. Um, number of these we've read, but just to go in a certain direction tonight. First uh, Peter 2 verse 1 says, Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. It says, uh, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow. So we're going to grow by the word. That's why we look at scripture so that His Word is coming forth. This is spiritual food to us as the Scripture comes forth and we can grow. It's the foundation on which we're going to grow. You don't grow based on feelings or some spiritual quote-unquote idea. Um, All the truth that we receive has got to be based on the truth. If it's truth, it's true, but based on the truth of God's Word, that's how we're truly going to grow. And that will be solid. You know, people, individuals us included if we're not careful. You can get excited about an idea. You can hear something, but if it's not real truth, if it's not God's word, it'll fade. Yeah, man, you know, you can get hyped up for a while. It could even affect your life for a while, but if it's not real God's word, it's not going to change. So we want God's word. Ephesians 4 verse 11 says, He himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry. For the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ, we're the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man or mature man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ. So verse 13 says, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. So the knowledge of the Son of God, that's the truth. We're going to hear the truth to a perfect man or a mature man. So the truth is going to cause us to grow, to mature, 
into a, a more mature person spiritually to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, growing up to be like Jesus, that we should no longer be children. So we're not supposed to stay children forever. We're supposed to grow. We're supposed to change. We're supposed to come up. Notice it says here, tossed to and fro, like no longer to be children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. We're not supposed to be tossed to and fro. We're not supposed to be, you know, all over the place. We're not supposed to be pushed around spiritually. We're not supposed to be, you know, uh, excited about, you know, one thing that's a, a fad one day and then, you know, depressed the next day. We're supposed to grow and get out of that child phase and, and not be tossed to and fro, but be solid, be steady, be an example of God's faithfulness, be an exa example of God's, um, His character. And, you know, we live in a, in, a, in a day and age that is very volatile. And people go up and down and left and right all the time and in bad moods one day and good moods the next day based on what they see in the news or what their neighbor said or what the weather is. That's not spiritual. Spiritual is growing up and not being tossed to and fro. Well, that's one way to look. Just look at that. I mean, if, if the more volatile we are, the less spiritual we are. There is a correlation there. God's not volatile. God's steady. And so that's what we want to we be more and more like that. Uh, it says, uh, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. So speaking the truth in love, what are we doing right now? We're speaking the truth of God's word uh, in love. Of course, you can do this uh, in, in different settings, but the beginning of this talks about apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Um, this word is going forth, and this, has, this will take root in our hearts and grow us up and then cause that steadiness to occur as we learn about what God has done in His word for us, what Jesus has accomplished, who we are, and so that's what we're doing. That, that steadiness is coming as we're looking to the word and we let it dominate our lives. So, uh, when we got born again, <clears throat> the part of us that got born again is, a, is our spirit. Now, a couple scriptures to that effect, um, which we've read before, but 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have been, become new. If you're in Christ, if you've been become born again, if you've trusted in the name of Jesus, then you become born again. It's your spirit, the part that we can't see, but our, our true person, the spiritual man, spirit being, that is the part of us became born again. That's the part of us that came to know the Lord and became new. It's not our head. It's not our body. It's our spirit. Now, we're talking about growing spiritually. Now, growing spiritually will affect our head. It will affect our, um, our bodies to a degree. How, you, how, you, how, how our bodies end up being is affected by what we're doing with what's on the inside. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we're a three-part being. We are a spirit. We have a soul, our mind, will, and emotions. We live in a body. Okay, this is really important, and, and we, we need to understand this and keep it in mind 
when we're talking about spiritual growth and becoming steady, becoming more like Jesus. Uh, because if we're not aware that we're a three-part being, then we're going to be confused. Because you and I may have different thoughts any given day. And if you're not, you don't aware that the, the, my spirit's the part that got born again. And not wait, why am I having this thought? Am I really born again? It, it, you know, Christian wouldn't have this thought. You can't stop thoughts from coming into your head. Did you hear me? Just any more than you can stop a bird from flying over your head in the air. But what you can do is you can stop those thoughts from becoming a stronghold in your head. You don't have to think on certain thoughts. So you can't stop a bird from flying over your head, but you certainly can stop the bird from making a nest in your hair. Okay, it's the same thing with thoughts. Just because you have a thought doesn't mean you're not born again, doesn't mean you're a Christian, not mean, doesn't mean you're a good person. It's what you do with the thought. You've got to cast it down. You've got to get rid of it. But just because you have a thought, just because you have a thought does not mean you're evil. That's a, you know, that thought, thought pops in your head, and you're like, where did that come from? Some people, you know, if you're confused about that, if, if people are, if we don't know that we're born again, that we become a Christian, it's on the inside, the spirit becomes new. You, we have to do something with our mind. We have to do something with our bodies. If we're not aware of that, then things will confuse us. You'd be confused when your body wants to do something that you know you shouldn't do. Well, your body's going to want to do stuff that you know is wrong because your body is not born again. <laughs> your body is not going to be born again whole time on your earth, uh, on, on this earth. You're going to have to do something with your body. Let's look at Romans uh, 12, verse 1 and 2. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present, now notice how it says this, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. You. Who's you? That's your spirit. That's who you are. That, your spirit will still be here when your body's in the grave. I mean, it'll still be alive, not going to you know, be here necessarily. But you present your bodies a living sacrifice. What does that mean? We've got to do something with our bodies. We've got to control it. Holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by what? By the renewing of your mind. So now it's talking about your mind. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of, of God. So do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Of your mind. Your, you, me, we are a spirit. We have a mind, but the mind isn't you. It, yeah, yeah, personality and thing, but the real you is a spirit. Your body, we say that's, that's your body. That's you, but on the other hand, you can, when you die, you're going to leave your body, but you still exist. It's just like, you know, you probably, you may have driven here in a car, may have taken public transportation, but either way, you're in a vehicle. That's not you. You just came in the car. Well, right now, you, me, we're in our body, but it's not really us. It's just the vehicle that we get around on this earth in. Okay, so these truths will help us to grow. Because what's the part of us that needs to make, uh, be the dominant factor in our life if we're going to be spiritual? 
it's going to be our spirits because our spirits are born again. It's not going to be our body. If we let our body do whatever it wants to do, we're going to be in trouble, any one of us. Doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter you know, how much you do any kind of discipline, if you start letting your body go, that will be flipped on its head to where your body is just going to be ruling. Same thing with your mind. We can't just let our minds go on anything. And like we were saying earlier, you can't stop thoughts from popping in your head, but you can do something with them. So don't fall for this trap or this trick. Just because you have a thought come into your head does not mean it's what you believe. It doesn't mean you agree with it. It doesn't mean that's a secret desire or who you really are. It just means you had a thought pop into your head like every other person on the planet. There is a devil. There are evil spirits. And things can be brought. They do have access in this, spirit, in this natural realm and can bring suggestions and thoughts to you. And this will, if we don't understand that, this truth will save your life, literally, if we understand this, because people get so confused about this. You have a thought. Could be a thought of anything. Could be something you know is immoral. Come past your head and go, well, what? I, what? Why, why am I thinking that? Well, just because a thought popped in, we need to, now, if we just sit there and go, hmm, yeah, and start thinking about it. Now, now that's dumb. But if we just say no, I'm, no, we we push it. What do you do? You cast it down. You get out. You 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 push it out of your head and you replace it with something. And, and you you think on the right thing. Now you're displacing it. But could be something. It could be something like uh, as extreme as a suicidal thought. Do you understand that a thought of suicide can come to any person? That does not mean you are suicidal. Did you hear me? Because this will save your life because people are very confused about these things. Somebody has a, a thought, you know, do, do harm to themselves. And if you're not taught, if you don't know what we're talking about here, the next thought can be, why did I have that thought? Am I suicidal? Here's a question. Where did that thought come from? Who did that thought come from? We need to think about this because, because the next thought, you, a thought can be brought to you. You ought to just kill yourself. You ought to end it all. You are nothing. And then the next thought could be, oh my gosh, I'm suicidal. And if you run with that thought, you could end up in a world of hurt. You could literally go down to where you start really messing, you, you know, you you're, uh, start to get unsettled. You start to get um, just out of balance. You, you, you start to wonder, is that me? What am I doing? Do I have a problem? All that. I like what... Uh, one minister said, this, this illustrates it so well, uh, 
you know, this, this person was on top of a high building, you know, skyscraper. Was just looking over, you know, the city. And he has this thought, this thought comes to him. Why don't you jump? And he had enough sense to talk back and say, why don't you jump? That's what we need to do. See, people in this day and age, people go, you had that thought. You must need help. Let's get you into a program. Every person in here and any person on the uh, listening, any person could have a thought just like that. That means zero. It just is what you're going to do with it. What are you going to do next? Uh, There's all kinds of people that are really confused about who they are, gender identity, sexuality, all that stuff, because they had a thought. They had a thought cross their mind, and it's real easy to do in this day and age because (laughs) it's everywhere. People get stuff pushed at them everywhere. And so then they have a thought. Somebody of the, you know, same gender walks by and, like, they have a thought. Well, you know, you like them or something. I do not. And they're like, but I had this thought. What, am I repressing something? Am I really homosexual or something? Anybody can have a thought. Did you hear me? And kids need to hear this. Adolescents need to hear this. Middle school, high school kids need to hear this. Just because you have a thought does not mean anything. It's, it just means you had a thought. And they need to be told what to do with it. They need to be told what is true and not true and how to resist it. Not start going, well, you're repressing something. You may be... No. It's the same thing as a suicide. No, that doesn't mean I want to kill myself. You could have a thought. Go out and commit adultery on your spouse. Well, that mean you're repressing, you know, an adulterous spirit? No, it means you just shut it down. Anybody that's ever been married has had a thought like that cross their head. Don't look at me like your soul. Everybody has had thoughts come. You just, it's, you don't let it linger. You just be like, shut it down. See, if we don't, if, if, if we get this attitude like, well, that's just, I mean, if you ever have the thought there's something wrong, see, we've already been duped. Because then what happens when it pops into your head? If it, if it pops into your head and you have the attitude that if it, anybody ever has a thought, then there's something wrong with them, then all of a sudden there's something wrong with you. See, it's a setup. But if we go... If we realize that we are a three-part being, and just because you have a thought and you live in this world, that Satan can suggest things to you. I'm not saying Satan himself. There's, you know, demonic beings. You don't need to focus on that. They're defeated, but they're, they operate. They're, there's real, and you don't, you know, if you're looking at certain things in this world, you don't need any of that. You just look at something, and it'll suggest itself to you. But if we don't understand that that is a thing, that, 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 that that's a possibility, 
then, then we'll, we won't look at reality and we won't know how to deal with things. Whereas if we just realize none of us is above yielding to the flesh and none of us is above yielding to thoughts if we don't do something about it, if we realize that, then we'll put proper guards in place and when something pops up, we won't go into a scared mode. We'll realize that's, that's not uncommon. I'm going to shut that down. I'm not going down that path at all. You have a thought. Something bad's going to happen to you or one of your kids. You don't go, oh, that would be so bad if that... No, you shut it down and say, that'll never happen. Get out. You don't entertain it. So we need to do something with our body, with our minds. What, who's the we? It's our spirit. Our spirit, we need to listen to our spirit. We need to listen and let our spirit dominate what we do. If we do, you're not listening to, to what we feel, whether it's feel physically or it's feel emotionally. We don't go by that. We go by what our heart's saying, which is aligned with God's Word. You don't make something up. Well, go, well that's my heart. No, it got, it'll always be lining up with the Word of God if it's truly your spirit. But then we'll, we'll be stable. We won't be up, down, all over the place, up one day, down another. Colossians uh, 3, verse 9, it says, Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. There is neither Greek nor Jew nor circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all and is, is all and in all. So you've put off your old man, the old man, your, your spiritually dead person, your flesh, which is unrenewed, your old mindset, we put that off, and then we put on the new man. What's the new man? Our spirit's new. We read in 2 Corinthians, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. That's the new person created in the image of God, created in all holiness. That's the one we put on. Uh, we put on and walk according to that man, that man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of one of him who created him. So we're to put off our old man, we're to put on the new man, and so we're to keep on the new man, which means we're agree with the new man, which is our spirit. So we're not going to agree with our mind we're, that's unrenewed. If it doesn't line up with the Word of God, we're not going to agree with our flesh. Ephesians 4, 20 through 24 <clears throat> says, but you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard him and been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off <clears throat> concerning your former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness." talking about being transformed, talking about growing. 
How are we going to grow? We're going to have the Word of God come to, to us, that it, you know, be exposed to it. That's what we're doing now. And now the Word of God comes to us. It's going to be direction to our spirit. It's going to illuminate our minds. So we need to do something with that then. We need to let that truth that's illuminated our minds be renewing our minds. We need to let that then dominate our flesh, and we need to let the Spirit on the inside be the one that determines what we do because it knows the truth, it aligns with the truth, and it's being nourished and built up by the truth, the Word of God. So it's trustworthy. So it says, verse 22, you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man, see, putting off the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So we're doing something with our mind. We need to change the way we think and not listen to our mind when it's not lining up with the, with the Bible, with the truth. We need to ignore it. What if we, so if we have a thought that, that disagrees with the, the Word of God, you're going to have something in the inside that's telling you that that's your spirit, is going to tell you that's wrong. But when we know the Word, the more Word we know, then the, the quicker we're going to be able to discern right and wrong. And so when a thought comes, like what we're talking about, you don't have to, it doesn't matter how real the thought feels. It doesn't matter how true it feels. Did you hear me? Because thoughts aren't just thoughts. They're three and four dimension thoughts. In other words, they come a lot of times with images and feelings. So you see something like three-dimensional image, but you also feel four dimensions. You, it feels like this is going to happen, but it's a lie. If it contradicts the Word of God, it's a lie. How are we going to know? We've got to know the Word of God. We've got to be led by our spirit. See, now we're going to be more stable. We're not going to be tossed to and fro. Because if we have a thought and we have a bunch of feelings come to it, come with it, and we act on that, oh, well, I just had this thought. Don't raise your hand. Anybody ever had, you know, you, you said this or had something very similar? I just had this thought that this could happen. And it kind of shook me up. But don't let it shake you up. Toss it out and go on. The worst thing you could do is sit there and think about it and go, oh, that would be a really bad thing. Don't go should think about that. Let's think, think of all the details and think about how bad that would be. How would I feel if that happened? What would that look like? What would other people? Wow, don't do that. You just have a thought. You know, you're going to work or something. I have a thought that, oh, this, you know, this thing might not go well today. You, that could ruin your whole day. You know, sometimes you wake up and you're just kind of coming to and some thought hits you. I'm the only one that it's ever happened to. You know, you're kind of just groggy and you have a thought and, you, and it just, it, if you let it, it'll ruin your whole day. It gets you going like, what? And you, you're kind of just coming to groggy and you got these things coming at your head, trying to get you and it can feel really real. You ever have a thought come to you in the middle of the night and you're awake? Stuff can feel much more real and, and uh, intense 
in the middle of the night when you're, you're not really all there and you feel like, and then, you know, you, you think about it at 10 a.m. in the morning and the sunshine, and you're like, why was, I, why was I letting that push me? Well, if we know that in the middle of the night, do you have a thought? Whatever. Just go back to sleep. You know, you just have that thought and it's bad. No, that's not going to happen. But what, what, if you, what if you feel like that could really happen? And if you're led by feelings and if you're led by what my body says or what my mind says, well, then you could be unsettled. You could have a bad rest of the night. You could have a bad two or three days. But what if you just said, what if you were going by what the Word said in your spirit? You check inside, no? No? Nothing to that. No, this is not God trying to warn me. That's just a stupid thought. I'm going back to sleep. Well, now you're not getting tossed to and fro. Be more solid. Then wake up flailing around all day because you had a thought. And while we're on that, dreams. You realize most dreams, it is just your brain like garbage collecting in there. It's just cleaning stuff up. You know, you have a dream you're like, where did that come from? Oh, yeah, I talked to that person, or I had this thought, I saw that, and it's all mishmashed in this weird way. Yeah. <laughs> and you wake up. Dreams most of the time mean nothing. The vast majority of the time, they mean nothing. They're just your brain mashing together all these inputs and just... We're defragging, which is like, you know, hard drive when they try to, tries to make everything, all these fragments, it tries to line it back up so it'll operate nice. That's what your brain's doing at night. So you get this and this and threw this thing up from like 10 years ago and you're like, well, where did that person and this and oh my gosh. And if there's feelings, that kid's like, seems so real. Anybody ever say that about a dream? But it seems so real. It's a dream. But it seems so real. So, it doesn't mean it's real. If it is the Lord, if you don't know right away, you wake up, you know for sure it's God and you can attach a meaning to it and it bears with your spirit, throw it away. Throw it away and go on. Don't over-spiritualize it. Is God trying to tell me something? God, what are you trying to get? If you have to do that, it's all likelihood it's not God. Go back to sleep. I had this dream, and I'm just trying to figure out what it means. It means your brain was reorganizing itself. You maybe had too much sugar before you went to bed or something. Just go on. Man, but people's lives can get messed up because they go off on something like this. We are a three-part being. We are a spirit. We have a soul. Your soul is not the same thing as your brain, by the way. You have a mind. Your brain is what your mind thinks through on this earth.
but it's not your mind. Your brain could, somebody's brain could stop functioning well, but their mind mm -hmm. will, will still be intact past this life. They, they could lose the ability to talk and things, but you see them outside this realm, they can talk just fine. Your brain is the organ that your mind thinks through. Just like you know, your hands and, and different things. It's not the, we use it, but your mind, your, 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 your uh, mind, will, and emotions surpass when your brain, your brain's part of your body, when your brain's in the grave. You still have your mind. And then you have your body. So your three-part being. And this is crucial to growing up and to, because then you can, you can differentiate. In the middle of what feels like such an attack and you have these thoughts and you could have goosebumps and everything, if we can go, if we can uh, keep the truth straight and say, this is just, this is my mind, this is an attack, this is my body, this is what the Word says. And this is what my spirit, I'm going to align with my spirit. If you'll check down on the inside, then you can make it through things that look like they're, they're very unsettling, but you can be steady. I could be steady because we're not looking to those parts of our being that aren't supposed to lead us. We're supposed to listen to our spirit. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, we walk by faith, not by sight. Sight... Sight is a sense. It's one of our five senses. You could say we walk by faith, not by our senses. You could say we walk by faith, not by our thoughts. We walk by faith, not by our emotions. We walk by what's inside, what the Word of God is saying. We walk by that in the midst of whatever. That's, that's our compass. That's our, our, our lifeline, that's how we're staying true. That's how we're staying on. We don't go just because we have a thought. I don't care. That's not happening. What God said is going to go, and that's what I'm agreeing with, and I'm going on. That's growing up. You're letting our, our, the, the Bible and letting our spirit dominate. We're, be, we're listening to our spirit. We're listening to that part of our being that has been recreated by God and that we're supposed to function by as Christians. And when was the last time you heard any of this on any secular, ungodly source, whether it be, you know, movie, uh, article, or anything, and that this is how we're supposed, or a lot of Christian sources even, this is how we're supposed to operate as Christians, and this is not something that we're going to hear just out in, in uh, ungodly or secular uh, realms. We need to have the Word of God. This is vital for how we're supposed to operate here, and how can you operate in this type of crazy world without, truly, without knowing what the Word of God says and then doing that? See, this, that's why we say we're, we can grow by the Word of God. This illuminates our minds. It quickens our hearts. And now we can operate the way God created us to operate. But if we're in the dark concerning this, we're at 
a disadvantage. We're going to operate in our heads. We're going to, if we get a thought, oh my gosh, that's all there is. And we can go off. If we have a feeling, oh gosh, that'll go off. And we don't, we're, we're ignorant of the fact that we're not supposed to be led by any of that. We're supposed to be solid being led by that new person on the inside. This will strengthen us. Just knowing this, if we'll put it into practice, makes us grow immediately. If we go out and, and no matter how much we've heard these truths, if we operate it to a higher degree, we will be operating at a more mature level spiritually. And we're, we're easier to be led. God, God can lead us because we're not going to be distracted by all the noise, which so much of the world is distracted by. But we're supposed to work at, live at a higher level. And we can if we just do what the Word says. God's faithful to help us to do it. And we're not going to, we won't be succumbing to the, the tactics of the devil. Things that used to ping us, oh, just give them a thought and they'll be out for three weeks. Oh, thought. But we ignore the thought this time. Progress. We come up. 